My name is Kevin, I'm one of the pastors, and uh, we are uh, in this series we're calling How to Be, and I just wanna welcome you. Uh, if you're online, welcome uh, to North Point Church. If you're out in Kerman, welcome. Uh, we're always excited uh, just for all these campuses. Like, this is cool, man. You know, we've got uh, campuses going on, and uh, starting next week, I think it's gonna be live uh, on the Bullard campus down here. So all kinds of just cool things happening uh, here at North Point Church. And in this series, um, we've been talking about, you know, this idea of what Jesus says about relationships. And, and, uh, and today we're specifically going to be talking about uh, forgiveness. And, and let me just tell you, forgiveness is a, is a big, big topic. Uh, for sure. Matter of fact, we could, we could honestly do a, a series. And so I, I started thinking this past week, like we could do, and I first thought we could do a three-week series on forgiveness. And then I thought, well, you know, the truth is we could probably do a five-week series on forgiveness. And the truth is I'm working on 51 years uh, of trying to figure out forgiveness. All right. Like, is that not true? Like what a big topic. And, and yet uh, so, so critical and important in our lives. The, the reality is, 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 is we all have been hurt uh, and, and we've all done things to hurt others. And so this, this topic um, is a reality in our lives and, and, and how we handle this topic whether we're on the, the side of being hurt or the one doing the hurt, it is really, really critical, uh, you know, in, in, in our lives. And so it is so, so important in, uh, in all of this. I wanted to start out in Ephesians chapter four. Uh, and and uh, as we read this, uh, you know, this morning, you might, you might start wondering like, okay, what, what, is, what, are, what are we doing? Where are we going with all of this? But just, just bear with me. We're gonna be in Ephesians chapter four uh, and uh, starting in verse 17, uh, the Apostle Paul writes, with the Lord's authority, I say this. He says, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for, for they're hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They, they wander far from the life that God uh, gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They, they live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, it says this, it says, throw off the old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. And instead, it says, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, it says, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. And again, that word righteous is a big word, but it literally just means what is right in God's eyes, all right? And it goes on and says, so stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth for we are all parts of the same body and, and don't sin by letting anger control you. It says, don't let the sun go down while you're still angry for anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you're a thief, it says, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and, and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way that you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. It says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, it says, uh, be kind to each other, 
tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Well, see, I wanted to share this because I start acknowledging all of these different things in this passage, right? It referenced things like this, like minds full of darkness, right? Hard hearts, no sense of shame, lustful and impure pleasure seeking, telling lies, anger, stealing, foul language, right? All of these things that are what? They all reside in this idea that we're talking about today, talking about forgiveness. And why do they? Because these are so often the things that cause what? The hurts, right? By the way that you speak, you potentially cause hurts in other people, right? By the the way that you're pleasure-seeking lustful thoughts, you are creating hurts in other people and in your own life, right? Your language issue is creating hurts in your heart. Your, Your desire for lustful pleasure is creating issues in your own heart and others. And so first and foremost, you've got to acknowledge and write this down in your outline is that you've got to acknowledge your own behavior. Because I think when we talk about forgiveness, we immediately think of the hurts that have been done to us. Well, while we're not maybe thinking about the hurts that we have caused in other people, right? And and so this becomes this this struggle. As a matter of fact, let me just pause and say, hey guys, uh, you know, if if any of this, you know, does pertain to you, I want you to know today you can go out on the patio. Uh, There's a a big banner out there. It says Battle Zone. And Battle Zone is a men's group that really helps to, to put together a game plan right? To first and foremost, know who you are in Jesus. And secondly, how to strategize a game plan to help you not live these things out. All right. So go talk to my buddy Eddie out on the patio after service today. Now, the reality is this, is that when we acknowledge our own behavior, that's, that's at least kind of a first step, right? But then I started thinking, like, Like I really got hung up this week thinking about the difference, uh, you know, in my mind, the difference in an apology and and really, I guess, forgiveness or or the confession that goes with. Like, like roll with me for a second, but but how many of your parents? How many parents do you have out here? Okay, a lot of parents out here, so hopefully, you know, well, I hope hope not actually, but how many of you as parents have, have basically forced your kids to apologize to a sibling? Raise your hand. Yeah, let's just do it right now. Right, and what do we say? You tell him you're sorry, right? And then your little boy, your little girl's like, sorry, right? You know, and we've all done it, right? We've all done it. This is, this is called Parenting 101, we suck, okay? Um, you know, you blew it. Like, why are we forcing an apology? Because what that actually does is it actually goes against the, the idea of an apology. The definition would be an expression of regret or remorse. But listen, when we're forcing somebody to apologize, fine, I'm sorry, right? There's no expression of regret or remorse, right, in that, none. And so I think what I got really hung up on for a couple of weeks, I'm gonna be be honest with you, I really struggled getting started in this message because I got hung up on the idea that we have watered down an apology to the point that in most cases, and maybe not all, but in most cases it means nothing. 
Would you agree? And so all of a sudden, some significant thing has happened, some significant hurt has taken place and, and, and it has hurt me, and the person says, sorry for what I did. <sighs> right? And I'm, I'm supposed to go, hey, okay, thanks. Whereas like when forgiveness is led with, with confession, the Bible tells us to confess our sins to one another, to pray for one another, and through that we'll find healing. And so literally in my mind, and this is, can I just tell you, this isn't even a point in the message, like this is just a little caveat right here, man, you know? Like, like the, 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 the struggle is, like when you sit knee to knee with somebody, you look them in the eyes and you confess that I recognize and I need to confess to you that what I did, that the way I spoke to you was inappropriate. It was demeaning and it was hurtful to you and I recognize that. And for that, I am deeply sorry. Would you forgive me? has a complete different context to it, right? Then what? So, so if we're married, right? Let's, let's set the kid thing aside. We're married, right? And we have one of those um, very intentional conversations that husbands and wives have, right? Usually caused by what? <clears throat> Some act of stupidity, yeah. all right? Something has taken place, you know, kind of thing, right? Now, I, I heard a great, I heard a great, this, this guy just said, this, this comedian said, I gotta, this is, you guys just gotta understand my brain, man. I don't understand it, I'm asking you to. But, uh, but I heard this comedian recently say, hey, my wife and I got in our first fight, and, and uh, you know, and it was one of those things where I just wanted to go hang out with the guys, you know, kind of thing, kind of like the old times, and, and she wanted to like cut the cake and throw the garter and stuff, and you know, and so you don't get it. Anyway, it'll come in a minute, man. But it was good. I made me laugh and, and, uh, and kind of thing. You get it like that was during the wedding. Anyway, so it was all good. But, but understand, all of a sudden, that action right there, what? Recognize, help, you know, we got to recognize what? That, what did I do? Right? I minimized what was important to my wife. Right? Now, none of us would actually do that, like, at the wedding ceremony, I'm, I'm sure. Right? I'm sure that wasn't a, a joke based on like that happened, uh, you know, kind of thing. But there are plenty of things that do happen in our marriages, right? That are real and they are hurtful. And simply using the word sorry sometimes doesn't carry the weight in all of it, right? It, it, it's hard. And so instead, what did Ephesians tell us? It literally used that word instead. It says choose, you can write that down. Instead, choose to be kind, tenderhearted, and forgiving. Right? As opposed to minds full of darkness, hard hearts, lustful and impure, pleasure seeking, all these things. Instead, what does it say? Instead of that harsh language, what? Choose to be kind. Right? Doesn't that, 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 that sound like a, like a Hallmark card or like a T-shirt like these days, right? Because Hallmark cards have become, t, you know, choose kindness, right? That sounds like a great shirt. You should make it. I'm sure it's never been done before. So what, 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 what are we doing? Like we're coming back to, to, to Paul's writing and, and, and saying, look, instead of all these things, 
choose to be kind, tenderhearted, and forgiving, right? And maybe just off to the side, maybe just write that, this little phrase, like, it's, it's a choice, Kevin, right? But don't put Kevin on your outline, put your name there, right? It's a choice. You see, we, we choose what we do. We, we become a culture of excuses. And so, so we think, say things like this, like, like, you know, why did you do this? Well, I was drunk. No, 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 no. Okay, then let's, let's go. Why did you drink alcohol? Right? I mean, people just say stupid things, thinking that this is going to make it better. Right? It doesn't. It doesn't. What you're actually doing is uncovering more uh, poor behavior. And so then we don't understand when it's like, look, I said I was sorry. How many times, this is right, this is a line you've heard. How many times, and maybe you've even said it, how many times what? How many times do I have to say it? But if we choose, check it out, if we would choose what? To be kind. If we choose to be tenderhearted. And, and, and in our minds we think, okay, as the, as the person offended, now they have to choose to be kind, tenderhearted, and forgiving. Yes, but, but you as the responsible party, you need to learn how to be kind yourself. Tenderhearted, why? Because then all of a sudden that changes your behavior. This is, this is why forgiveness could be just a series that we've just did weeks and weeks. Because the reality, there's, there's, there's these, these you know, sides to all of this and we all have to be responsible in this. And so first and foremost, listen, when you're making poor choices, when you're choosing to be selfish, when you're choosing to satisfy your wishes, you're also choosing to potentially be hurting others in the mix. We've got to take responsibility in all of that. And then what does it say at the very end, right? Why, why do we need to do all of this? Because Christ has what? It says forgiven you. So then that's like this whole other component, right, to forgiveness now. Because according to the Bible, I don't deserve forgiveness. I deserve death. My sin should lead me to death. That's not a real hopeful statement, is it? This is why it's so critical to understand and, and, and find the hope that, that only lies in Jesus Christ in a personal relationship with him. Because he takes us from death to life. And now, now, now I have the opportunity to actually put that same forgiveness in, in action when things happen in life that ultimately hurt. Christ has forgiven us. We then in turn forgive others. Now, here's the hang up. 
Here's the hang up. How do you forgive somebody when, when you don't feel like they mean it? Well, my question to you is how many times have you prayed and asked God to forgive you for the same thing over and over and over? How many of you guys, five times over, same prayer? Five times, yeah, yeah. Hundred times, right? Like for some of us, you know, right? Like, like it just adds daily, yeah, same thing over and over. And it's like, just keep your hands up, all right? You know, kind of thing, right? Just keep your hands up, right? Somebody's like, I don't, I don't like when you ask to raise our hands. Whatever, all right? Whatever. Here's the reality. The reality is, is this happens maybe on a potential daily basis, right? Where things happen and we can choose, we can choose for them not to happen. We can also choose not to allow this to literally derail us right, because of this beautiful picture that Christ gave us of what it looks like to be forgiven and how to ultimately forgive others. And so how do you handle the hurts that happen in life, right? And this is just simple, practical stuff. Number one, you can write this down, is that you need to surrender your, lo- your right to get even. You gotta surrender your right to get even. When things happen and they hurt, like, Sometimes we think about paybacks, man. Like, like there's a great chance at some point in your life you did something to somebody and they're like, why'd you do that? And it was because of what you did first. Right, isn't that crazy? How many times have you heard, well, you did it first? You guys heard that before? You guys said that before? And here's the difference. Saying it, we don't blink. Hearing that from somebody else makes us mad. Isn't that crazy? Like the way that we say words to to create an excuse for us, it's just like instant. But then when somebody does that same thing back, I don't like you, right? Such, Such the hang up, right? And so what are we talking about? Like, you know, in, in all this, Romans 12, 9 simply, simply says this. Don't try to get even. Let God take what? Revenge, right? When, when I focus on, on the thing that has hurt me, right? Uh, I, I'm ultimately more stuck as a result of the hurt. Like when I focus on the person who hurt me, as opposed to walking these steps of forgiveness, right? Like, it, it's, it, 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 it owns me. And I think that's one of the, one of the biggest hangups with forgiving somebody is, is we're just like, what they've done is unforgivable. But what, every time you say those things, it's like another set of handcuffs, another set of shackles, another set of weight. And it's holding you back from being able to be free. And so what that person has done, yes, completely was wrong. It was horrible. But you're hurting yourself over and over because you're, you're, you're missing that picture that, that Christ has forgiven you. And so you must then choose to forgive others. Did Christ forgive you because you deserved it? I mean, let's be honest, sometimes our prayers are elaborate. 
right? And we get in and we're explaining to God like why it happened and all of this without even recognizing that God already knows why it happened and he knows you're lying to him right now, right? You're just, you're concocting this whole story. And the guy who created you, the God who created you is going, but really, really, right? Now, I, have a, I, I struggle in parenting. Anybody else out there? Oh my gosh, parenting. And uh, parenting girls has been much, much harder for me than uh, parenting my boys. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, just a, I'm just a messed up, broken individual, man. I, I, I struggle because my, 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 my girls, they, when they share stories, they, they take a long, long time. Um, <laughs> like to share the stories, you know? And there are so many details that I, that are involved and, and I, you know, and then I, and so where I struggle, this is honest goodness true, you're laughing at me, which you might want to check your own heart, but you're laughing at me right now, but, <laughs> but this is honest goodness truth, guys. And, uh, <clears throat> and, and so what I struggle, one of the things I struggle, I'm like, that, that's not even necessary for your story. Like, you know? <laughs> Move on. And, and then I've even been guilty of like, once the story's over, um, you know, and I kind of like came to again, right? Um, that, that I've said, hey, you know, let me sum that up for you. I want to teach you how to share that four minute story in 17 seconds, all right? Like, you know, like riding a bull, man. It's tough, but you can do it, all right? You know, uh, you know kind of thing. Let's just sum it up, all right? Anybody else struggle with me on this? Oh, right. Yeah, all six of us. That's awesome. So, <clears throat> The rest of you are just such great listeners, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Teach me. Uh, I'm just a young Jedi, so teach me, all right? So, so you know, this is like my strike. And then my wife will say, you know, you need to be more uh, sensitive. Okay, now you've used a word that's hardly in my vocabulary. Like, you know, like, like you're asking me to like reach really far out, you know, kind of thing to bring in this sensitivity thing and, and, and all and so then I, I just sit and then I, so, so Kevin's going to work on it and I'm just going to shut my mouth, right? Because I'm not going to offer my 17 second advice, you know? And so now I sit and listen. And then, then this just happened the other day where one of my daughters is like, are you not going to respond? <laughs> I, I was just waiting for the appropriate moment, <laughs> right? And I wanted to make sure you were able to share all your details, Right? Now, I, I, I can say this about my parenting, uh, but as many of you know, uh, things aren't so simply categorized. And so what does this carry over into? Not just my parenting, but my marriage. Mm. All right, so how many of you have a spouse that struggle with the same thing I struggle with? You have a spouse that struggles, raise your hand, you're ratting somebody else out right now. You're not even admitting your own fault. You're ratting somebody else out, man, you know, kind of thing, you know? Some of you are trying to raise your hand and your spouse has your arm right now, like they're, <laughs> right? Like, don't you dare, right, you know? Right, because we're not all broken people uh, in this, you know, kind of thing. Um, and, and so what, what is this, right? What, what happens in all of this is we then... What? We, 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 try to, we try to retaliate. We try to, we try to make, something, make something better, make something, like we, we think we know it all. We understand everything. We, we, we can do this all on our own. 
But what I love in this whole thing, when I shift my focus to Jesus, when I shift my focus past the hurt, right? Now all of a sudden, when I, when I choose, according to Ephesians 4, when I choose to be kind, tender-hearted, and forgiving, right? Now all of a sudden, like, that changes my focus. Now all of a sudden, some of those, the, the, those chains and some of that weight, right, is now what? It's, it's lifted. So not only choose to be kind, tender-hearted, and forgiving on, on the one side, but we've got to choose kind, tender-hearted, forgiving on, on the other side. So both sides really have to work on what? The same thing. Why? Because, as it finishes up in Ephesians there, because Christ forgave you. Not because, not because that person did less than what you did, right? They hurt less than what this person did. I, I want you to understand, I'm not, I'm not trying to at all minimize hurts today. And, and you gotta understand, even when I laugh and joke, man, those are just my jacked up mechanisms, you know, to, to, to deal with life. I get there are hurts that have happened in, in people's lives and in, in, in your life potentially. That they're just, it's catastrophic. But I also know some of those powerful stories are the stories where people chose to turn a corner. And, and I think pull Ephesians 4, be kind, tenderhearted, and forgiving because they recognize that Christ has first forgiven them. And I want you to know that in that catastrophic hurt, the only hope that lies within you in, in handling that is recognizing what Christ has forgiven you of. And so you turn around and go do the same and forgive someone else. So first and foremost, we gotta surrender our right to get even. Number two, you can write this down, is that we've gotta to respond to evil with good. Respond to evil with good. What's this even look like? Like Luke, Luke chapter six says this. It says, do good to those who hate you. <laughs> Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. What I'd like to do is give that person a piece of my mind. Right? I'm not gonna ask you to raise your hand on that one, right? Yeah, no, I get it, I get it. Some of you are like, I'm there anyway, man. I, you know, yeah, yeah. Right. Isn't this the thing? Some of you might have raised a hand at another vehicle today, and that was a victory that it was only a hand. Right? They cut you off on Herndon. You followed them into the church parking lot. Hey, welcome, man. Right? Like, we're all church family, man, you know, kind of thing. Right? Jesus is number one. Woo! All right, you know? This is what happens. I've done it. I've literally done it. Come down Palo Alto going, holy crud. Uh, the guy pulled in the parking lot in front of me, man. You know? That's when you take like the third, the third entrance, right? Like you go, you go to the end, right? You're like, I, I gotta, I'm just gonna go park out in the dirt today. And uh, now we can just listen online. You know, I'm not even going, man. I'm just gonna watch online because I don't wanna run into that person. You know, it looked like Pastor Shane, but I am not even sure, you know, kind of thing, right? So, yeah, this is what happens in our life, right? And, and so, so we, we have to learn how to respond to evil with good, even in the moment, right? Because once we reconcile some things, once we pray, once, you know, we do all these other things, like we can kind of find that in us, 
Maybe, but in the moment, and I'm like an in the moment person, man. I'm a, I, I'm a reaction person. Now, when we're in a meeting, we're talking on things, whatever, I'm kind of a, a, a sponge. I like to listen. I, I don't like to react quickly because when I react quickly, then I usually say something, you know, that's probably I shouldn't have. And so, whatever. but then when I'm driving, oh my gosh, right? Reactionary, right? Hey, what are you doing? I'm just worshiping Jesus in my truck, <laughs> right? You're an idiot, need Jesus. Oh my gosh, the struggle is real. It, it, it intensifies when I'm on my boat. I'm out in the middle of the lake. Yeah, and I'm driving and somebody cuts me off and I've got somebody riding behind the boat. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, hey, come to North Point tomorrow. <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, you idiot. My wife will be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't even know, but I feel better now, right? <laughs> they can't hear me, like we're, you know. So what we've experienced today is that I have significant issues in a lot of these areas. You guys should be able to walk out of here feeling better about yourself as a result. When, when we respond to evil with good, what does that do? Especially in that reactionary what does that do? It changes the temperature of the moment. It brings the heat level down quickly, right? But when you choose to respond in a reactionary, ugly way, what does it do? It creates that heat level to rise very quickly. What does it go back to? Choose kindness. Choose tenderhearted. Choose forgiving, right? Why? When you make that choice, and so that, the choice is, is in that moment. The choice can always be way over here. It can be, but the best choice is in that moment where we become people that don't react, right, to these things. We've all experienced saying things that we wish we could take back. Hey, I just found this out. Did you guys know on the new iPhone update that you can send a text and then you've got a few, few seconds where you can actually retract that text. Did you know that? <laughs> it's a trip, all right? And I'm like, wow, that could be helpful, but let me explain something to you. I did some test runs. I did some test runs for you, all right? Because I didn't want, to, I, I, you, know, I didn't want you guys to find out any bad way, but, but I did some test runs and uh, so I sent some jerk, like, hey, jerk messages, right? And then I retracted them. And first and foremost, what that other person gets, now if they have their phone open and on, ready to go, and that message, it's coming through and it's gonna actually say, hey, jerk. It's number one. Number two, if I retract it quick enough and they didn't have a chance to open it, it's gonna say, Kevin sent you a message and then deleted it. I'm not sure which one's worse. <laughs> now, why would he delete a message? Right? He must have really said something inappropriate, right? Yeah. And then let me tell you the third thing. Just when you think you deleted it in time, 
Here's what I learned, that later on, it wasn't, it wasn't on my phone, I did a couple tests, it wasn't on my phone, that I had somebody else send me messages like that, but later when I opened my iPad, <laughs> it was there. So I just want you to know, once again, Apple products, there's a reason there's a bite taken out of the apple. I think it's a reference to Genesis, all right? Uh-uh, you know, you have, you have made a mistake in all of this, so don't believe them. But, but in, in all actuality, like, isn't that, isn't that crazy that in a moment you're reading and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such a great thing. Why would I think this is such a great thing that you can take back a text? You can t- do the same thing with email, right? I haven't ran my extensive testing on the emails, but I don't trust it. I want you to know it's because my brain, I'm reactionary. And, and oftentimes I say things quickly that I wish I could take back. That's why there was such an appeal when I read this. I'm like, I gotta download this new software as quickly as possible, right? But what does the Bible say? It says, choose to be kind, tenderhearted, and forgiving. Because Christ has forgiven you. That's the beauty of it, guys. That's the beauty of it. Number three, write this down. You're gonna love this step. Write this down and repeat these steps as long as it takes. <laughs> this is what the scriptures tell us, right? I mean, Matthew chapter 18, and Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? Like, like, oh my gosh, like seven times would be a lot, right? And he said, no, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven, right? And I don't even know if the number is what matters here or if he was really just making him aware, just forgive, right? Now I got to thinking that, like what if, what if a neighbor kid, like, like let's just pretend for a second your front yard's a garden and the neighbor kid rides his bike through your garden every day, right? Every day this neighbor kid rides through your garden. That's your pride and joy, right? And you, the Bible says you gotta forgive this kid 70 times seven. So that means he could ride through your garden for a year and four and a half months every single day. And you're on the hook for forgiveness, right? Now, I don't know anybody here that's cool with that, man. You probably set out a rope to clothesline the kid off his bike. I mean, you know, like there's a lot of things that we'd come up with that aren't kind, tenderhearted, and definitely not forgiving, Right? Right, because that's, that's the real, that's the, that's the struggle in all of this. But, but listen, I, I, you know, I thought, in my brain, I thought, you know what I do? I'd put a fence around my yard, right? But can I tell you, sometimes you gotta make sure that that fence isn't just there to hold that person out because that fence might be the thing that's holding you in. So there's no way to get around being kind, tenderhearted, and forgiving is my point. You can set up all these boundaries you want, but sometimes these things that we set up to keep others away are the very things that hold us back. And if you're being held back in the area of forgiveness, you are tied down, you're chained, right? You're hurting yourself. And while it was catastrophic what that person did to you in your heart, you're still hurting yourself in greater ways by not allowing yourself to be able to be free and ultimately move on. So make sure that the boundaries that you're setting up are are healthy boundaries, like being kind, tenderhearted, and and ultimately forgiving. 
in all of this. And then my last thing that I wanna talk about today is, is just this. You can write it down. It's to reconcile others with the good news of God's forgiveness. To reconcile others to the good news of God's forgiveness. And what I mean by that is, is simply this. Like you are a, are, are, are a spokesperson for Christ Jesus. When people know that you're a believer in Jesus Christ, listen, the reality is this, is that, that you represent Jesus. And so if you hang on to bitterness and you hang on to that ugly, when you're not practicing kindness and, and tenderness and, 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 and all of this sort of stuff, when you're not practicing that, you're also pushing people away from Jesus because you don't get to represent him and draw people in with poor behavior right? That's called ungodly behavior is actually what it's called. So listen, the reality is this, is that your ability to ultimately forgive and, and live in that is such a beautiful thing because it ultimately will bring others to Jesus in the process. That's the beauty. Let me just wrap up with this crazy story. In, uh, in, in 2006, I got to uh, travel to Rwanda, Africa. And, uh, and on our trip there, uh, there's several folks from the church here um, and um, we're on that trip and, and I met a, we met a, a, a gal at this church. Her name was Claire Marie. And, uh, and Claire Marie was this beautiful gal. Most, most of the gals in Rwanda had shaved heads just because of the simplicity of, of, of uh, where they lived and everything. But Claire Marie actually, he, she had styled hair and everything. Um, she was just a beautiful gal. And, and what, 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 what so much of that beauty was, was just her love for Jesus. It was just phenomenal. Like, like she just exuded joy, man. And, and uh, matter of fact, this is 2006, you know, in Rwanda. Uh, I had headphones. I had my iPod, right? Now, you know, not an iPhone, but an iPod, right? And, and I'm listening to worship music. And, and uh, so she asked, she, she, she tapped my, you know, and, and she, she asked for one of the headphones. So I gave her my headphones and she started listening. Uh, you remember a worship song, Shout to the Lord, you know? And uh, she loved that song. She started singing that song. Of course, you know, as a child, when you put headphones on and you start singing, you know what that level's like. And so we're in this tiny van and Claire Marie is singing at the top of her lungs, Shout to the Lord. And it was a beautiful thing. Of course, we're all giggling just because we're totally mean, heartless people. Um, but here's the deal. Later on, I was having a conversation with Claire Marie and one of our interpreters, and I asked her how old she was. And her response to the interpreter was around 20. And I thought, wow, Kev, you probably just asked something you weren't supposed to ask. You know, that was probably culturally offensive, you know? And, and, um, and so later I asked the interpreter, I said, hey, you know, when I asked her this question, he said, no, 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 that wasn't offensive. Uh, she, she says she's around 20 because she doesn't actually know how old she is because in 1994, when the genocide took place between the Hutus and the Tutsis, tribal war, her family was murdered and she was just a young child. She hid under the bodies of her murdered family members waiting for the bad guys to leave. Their hut was burned down. She actually doesn't know how old she is. And it was one of the most powerful things as we got to talk more later to actually learn that when she learned how much Jesus loved her and forgave her, that it just became obvious to her that she had to forgive those others that had committed this horrific crime in her life. Now, upwards of a million people were killed in a 100-day period of time in Rwanda. It's a part of history. It's amazing. 
That would take uh, three 9-11s, as we experience 9-11 here, it would take three 9-11s a day for 100 days to equate to what took place in that tiny little African country. And I met one person that simply said, when I recognized how much God had forgiven me of, and I'm thinking to myself, forgiven you of? My gosh, your entire innocence was taken away. Everything about your child, I mean, I can't even fathom. She doesn't know how old she is. Now, some of us want to forget how old we are. She doesn't know how old she is. I will never forget Claire Marie because she was, a, she was this beaming light of joy in a region of the world that had been completely forgotten. And you know what the reality is? Is she's not the only one. There are so many stories that you can look and find up if you were to Google search Rwanda forgiveness stories. Why? Because the president at one point finally said if Rwanda is ever gonna survive, they're gonna learn, they're gonna need to learn how to forgive. And so what they began to do is actually release many of these criminals back into their society. First, they had to admit their wrong, their guilt. And secondly, they had to promise to go reconcile. That's a flourishing country today. Almost 30 years later. Forgiveness will bring people to Jesus. Make sure you're operating that way. And so today, can I just tell you this? We're gonna wrap up and, and uh, Trav's gonna come back out and close things, but here's the reality. First and foremost, if you've never experienced the forgiveness through a relationship with Jesus Christ, I wanna encourage you today to invite him into your heart. If you need to know more about what it even means to do that, there's a, there's a QR code on the back of your outline. You can scan that and that'll talk, talk you through what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. But first and foremost, you have to experience the forgiveness through Jesus yourself. And then, and then like a peace that surpasses all human understanding, you'll understand what it means and looks like to forgive others. Can I challenge you today for those that maybe know Jesus and you're hanging on to hurts, you're holding yourself back from truly experiencing the joy and the greatness of life that Christ created you for. You're hurting yourself. And I know there's depth and there's layers to hurt. I get it. But in the most powerful way possible, Jesus died for you and forgave you of your sins as an example for you to follow in, for me to follow in. That's what it's all about. Let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your love for the work that you are doing in our lives through your scriptures, through just choosing, God, kindness and, 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 and just recognizing the difference maker that is. Lord, help us to be people that are willing to forgive, to always have on, the, on our minds that you first have forgiven us of so much. And Lord Jesus, you want us to forgive others, to live free, and ultimately to show others the way to what it means to have a relationship with you. And so God, today we honor you and thank you in Jesus' name, amen.